And then I remember sitting, sitting in my hotel room, I'm thinking, dang it, I, I actually got to really give him this car. Welcome back, everybody, to a new episode of Shank Happens with PGA Memes. We've got an awesome episode ahead of, uh, ahead of us. PGA Tour is officially back, and we are fired up. First and foremost, this pod is brought to you by friends at Mizzen and Main. Hey, right now, go to, go to their website, mizzenandmain.com. Check out their dress shirts. They're now $95 each, formerly $125. You buy two or more. Use the code MAINMAIN at mizzenandmain.com. Joe, what's happening, man? Are you excited that the tour is back on schedule? Travis, we're back. We I'm back. so pumped, man. I cannot wait. Uh, it is just, it's an all around great week. Uh, you just mentioned the sale from Mizzen in Maine. I had the huge box of Mizzen in Maine show up on my doorstep this week. I have already worn every single piece of clothing <laughs> in it because I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, it and this is not, me being salesy or advertising, I'm just telling you. It, it transparently it was the first time I ever wore anything as Mizzen in Maine, and I I'm already ready to order more. I can't I I can't even explain to you. It's fire, no, dude. I, dude, I'm right there with you, man. Their stuff is seriously money. Like if you haven't checked it out, do yourself a favor and go get something. Polo, a dress shirt, chinos, whatever it may be. I mean, I even have some of their uh, just shirts that are great to wear like under a blazer or just you know on a casual here's night what, out like dude this stuff is money here's what i'm gonna tell you is you know this about me i am i'm a little bit too traditional when it comes to golf i always wear pants i don't care if it's 120 degrees outside i'm wearing pants on a golf course i can't Fact. explain it to you but Fact. i do and i bought uh i got a pair of chinos from mizzen in maine and bro they're the most comfortable thing and they're like thin so they're not too hot and it is amazing. I'm going to be wearing them on Thursday, tuned in to Charles Schwab Challenge because the PGA Tour is back, baby. They I'm are amped. back, dude. Hey, and our friend, we're going to talk a lot about Charles Schwab Challenge, but our friends there sent me a packet, which I thought was pretty sick. They're like, hey, listen, you can't come to us, but we're going to come to you. So I got like a fold-out yeah. chair, a bunch of cups. I got this polo I'm rocking right here, Look, a couple hats. Good. Dude, I'm fired up, man. These guys, you know, it's exciting to see this tournament on the main stage and to see this list of players that are out here is just incredible. And I, I we've all been looking forward to this date for so long. I'm so fired up. I'm gonna say something. You're gonna think it's crazy. I, I apparently I'm I'm the Skip Bayless of of golf podcasts right now because I I just have the most wild takes and that I'm okay with that, bro. I'm looking at the field that they posted. And I'm looking at the the featured pairings. It's it's a major championship. The pairings are major championship caliber, and I am so fired up about it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's got a feel of a, like a major. It's got a feel of you know a WGC. Like it's insane. Like, yes, it's gonna be. I mean, listen, I can tell you right now, I am going to be glued to my phone. I'm going to be glued to the TV <laughs> Thursday through Sunday. Like it's gonna be. It's going to be awesome, man. I'm, I'm super pumped about it. Um, I've got some hot takes that I'm going to throw out as well. So, you know, why don't we just go ahead and just jump to the first tee and talk all things Charles Schwab and, and Colonial. I've got the pairings pulled up right now for the featured groups, and I'm, I'm ready to go in. I mean, our boy John Rahm is going deep with Brooks Kepka and Rory McIlroy. I mean, how's that for a starting pair? It's the Charles Schwab challenge, bro. Well, dude, I don't even know, like, I, th- I mean, Brooks has played at Charles Schwab, I think, several times. Um, 
I don't think he was there last year. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't recall him seeing him there. So. But Rory, I don't think, I don't know if he's ever played there. If he's been there, you know, anytime recently. But dude, that that threesome is insane. And the fact that you know all the banner back and forth of Rory, yep. Brooks, you know, Brooks Great downplaying meme, by the, way, the competition. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, it was. It felt good to finally meme about relevant, like in the <laughs> the current topics. You know, I was like, dude, here we go. Like, we actually have stuff to meme about. But, you know, that's the thing is, like, uh, Brooks downplayed this whole rivalry. Rory, just being the stand-up dude that he is, kind of just responded back, just like, yeah, he, Brooks is right. I haven't won any majors recently, you know. And that's what Brooks's take has been is success is defined by majors. Not that Rory hasn't won his fair share. It's just hasn't happened in recent years. But He's got dude, a couple FedEx Cup and Player of the Years, though, I think. He does, yeah. I mean, listen, Rory came out last year and played phenomenal. It was controversial as to, you know, who was going to be crowned the player of the year. Rory took it. Brooks was a little spited by that, but dude, what a freaking I think matchup. They got it but right. I think they did. I think they got it right too. But dude, the thing that's so funny about it is I don't think that either one of them are going to be the dude that freaking drives this thing home this week. I think our boy Rom who joined us on episode two, yep. I think he's going to come out and freaking be swinging, dude. He's going to be throwing uppercuts, uppercuts. I think he's going to be killing it. So he's going to win I, the tournament. I'm calling it right now. Wow. He's going to okay. win the tournament. Throwing out the, the ch- uh, champion prediction right now already, huh? Okay. All right, I, I, like. I just I, – dude, I I don't know what it is. The first time I ever met John Rahm was in the locker room at Colonial. We had a great conversation about Yeezys, and I don't know. Now I just kind of associate Colonial with John Rahm, and I think I, after talking to him, I think he's going to win. Yeah. No, I mean, dude, the guy has been playing great, you know, for quite some time, and – you know, he's, he's due to get some big wins. He's due to get a major. So I would not be surprised if, if he won, I, if we're throwing out champion predictions this early on, I guess I might as well just follow you now and, and do that, man, the meme guy inside of me, I have some <laughs> memes lined up. 2020 has been a crazy year. It's been crazy. And it's been I already know what you're going to say. It's been one thing after another. He's not going to win. Golf fans have been put on hold for like three <laughs> months. Tiger got hurt. He set out. Oh, it's been tough. And you know what? We got, we, we're back. Golf is back. And you know what's going to happen? 2020 is going to happen. Patrick Reed is going to be putting on that plaid jacket on Sunday. And you know what? It's going to hurt. But, dude, it's going to be so good for the meme page. Like, so good. I was actually I was actually going back and forth with his caddy the other night. And he was telling me, he's like, yeah, you know, that course, it plays, it plays good for Patrick. He just hasn't played well there. You know, and, like, just started thinking. I'm like, you know, he's due. The guys do. And it's just, like, it's like the perfect freaking storm, dude. You know, it, I don't ever wish anyone like bad will or no success, but that guy is going to be putting on like a 46 short jacket on Sunday. That's going to be black. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what's happening, dude. So I'm putting it out there. I knew so, you were going to say it. I can't I, confirm I his jacket size, but. <laughs> well, I, you know, it was, you were either going to pick him or Jordan speed. It was one or the other with, with 2020, but uh, you know, I, I'm going to stick with my guy, Rom. I like him. I think he's a great fit. But, I, I you know, I, 
I don't disagree. The the course shapes out well for for Patrick Reed's game. I, it's just has he been playing? Has anybody been playing? Are we I mean, about? I feel like we're I, about to see a bogey fest on the PGA. Yeah, I mean, I think I think scores are going to be interesting. You know, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they they play. I mean, if I were to say like who I want to see win, like so that's who I think's going to win. I feel like deep within my loins, like that's what's going to happen. I'd love to see DeChambeau come out and win. I mean, the dude. Oh, he, you know, I'd be great with that. Driving across town, he's a Dallas boy. Um, you know, we're going to talk about playing Colonial ourselves here shortly. But um, when I was out there Quite last week, they were saying that um, DeChambeau was out there just a couple of days before. You know, I was and you know played great. Spieth was just out there too and playing good. But I think DeChambeau, you know, would be great to see him come out and win. I mean, he's just driving across town. I think the course kind of fits him well. You know, I always like to see him be successful. So, you know, that's who I'm going to be kind of rooting for. Obviously, I would love to see Kevin Na repeat. I think that'd be great. But I think that's always a tall task, um, you know, to come yeah. back out and, and repeat. If it's big of a layoff, they're going to be demanding a lot of media attention from him and so forth. And just – I mean, it really comes down to is there another car for Kenny Harms to get to pick up? I no kidding, dude. I mean, let's see if Kenny, I mean, Kenny spoke it into existence last year. So I don't know what's the underlying motivational thing that's out there. I haven't heard if there's any other additional prizes or whatever, but that would be, that'd be awesome. I don't know that story. So I'm, I'm interested to hear that story. I, you're, you're close with Kevin. I know you guys have spent some time together. Um, so you clearly have some insight there, but that is something that I'm going to want to, to really dive in on. I know. I'm excited to hear more about it too. I, I went out to the tournament last year for a couple of days and the car was parked right there off the 10th tee box. Oh, yes. And it was just amazing. I mean, that car was just Pristine. so beautiful mm. and I didn't really know the background behind it, but last year was, you know, a tournament where they did like a flashback kind of, uh, you know, theme, if you will, that kind of went back to show the history of colonial, you know, Ben Hogan, everything there that comes with colonial, which is rich in history and they had that car, which, I mean, dude, I don't even know how much that car is worth, but they restored that thing to the T. So Kenny got hooked up. So I'm excited to to uh, ask Kevin Na a little bit more about that to see, you know, exactly the story behind that and everything that, that went into it's it. It's crazy, too, because I think I think Kevin Na's a car guy, isn't he? He I know he, he's got himself a Lamborghini. Yeah. Well, right? We, uh, we dug up a post that, you know – I want to ask Kevin about, but you know, the whole 10 year challenge thing that went around last year, uh, oh, our yeah. boy Kevin Na destroyed the internet. And I don't know how I missed this post, but this guy, this guy freaking put a lid on the 10 year challenge. So I'm excited to, to bring that up just to get his take, but he's definitely a car dude. He's throwing some coin around on some cars. I, I was wondering that. Cause it, you know, I mean, crazy, it, it, I, you know, what a guy to to give up the the challenger to his caddy. Thing. Yeah, especially no, being a car guy, that's pretty crazy. No, it's it's um, incredible. So hey, you and I got the chance to go out and play Colonial Country Club a couple weeks ago, and oh, yeah. that was your first time going out there. I mean, what was your take on the course? Well, I've been on a course many times, um, obviously with the tournament and things. But yeah, I, here's here's what I'll tell you. This is what's interesting to me, right? Because I would go out to the course. And it's always for work because um, you're always there for the tournament. You're always working, you know, running around doing different things. So there's, there's two things I, I knew about Colonial. And, and that was, uh, one, it was great field, always brought great players, great tournament. And two, they had the best milkshakes that I've ever had 
uh, of any golf course ever. Now, I haven't been to Memorial. I haven't been to Jack's yeah, Place. That was my next question, is have you been to Jack's Place? Because I haven't either, but that's all you hear about, right? It is. And I, I truthfully, it's the first tournament they're letting fans uh, into this year. And, I, and I'm kind of thinking to myself, well, Could never had a milkshake. I'm, I'm needing to make that trip up there. Yeah. Um, but I digress. Uh, going out on the course, you know, I just, I guess I'd never had a chance to like really appreciate what that golf course was. Um, because I, 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 I was running around doing so many different things. I stepped foot on the first tee and I looked and I was like, this course is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It is an absolutely beautiful. I mean, the, the word is pure. That yeah. course is absolutely pure. And I went from a guy who had never played this course to a guy who's like, man, can I go back like next week? Cause it is, it's awesome. It's awesome. So I had, a, I had just, just had the best day. I had a ton of fun. Um, you know, unfortunately, obviously you were there, uh, had a nice little pull on a pin tuck back left on 18, bounced it off the hill into the water to double for an 80, which I was really bummed about. Cause I, I truly wanted to shoot in the seventies and see if I could beat, uh, any of the, the competitors that might have, you know, a bad round a day. <laughs> yeah. Coming out. Well, of dude, you started off on like five. That. I mean, what'd you, did you par like the first five? I don't remember. I was I was one uh, one over going into eight. I think you I think you went through Hogan's Alley par par bogey. It, it, you started off great. I mean, I played bad. I was like I was on the bogey train. I had a lot of doubles. I played. I shot, yeah, I mean, I haven't played a whole lot of golf, so I play, I got a, I got a crack at the Colonial twice. I went the following week and I shot low nineties with you. It felt like three hundred. <laughs> and I, and cause well, we rode carts and we, it was cart path only. So we like, we were hauling our bag across the fairway pretty much 90% of the time, which just mentally F's you. But, uh, I went back, I did the push cart cause that's big at colonial. I got so much heat on Instagram about using a push cart. <laughs> and I was like, listen, it was 95 degrees humid. Yeah. And I wasn't going to do car path only. I wasn't going to carry my bag. Like, are you kidding me? So, but anyways, I went out, I shot low eighties. So a big improvement, nice. but it was just, you know, when they're prepping for a tournament, there's just different things. Like the green was greens were a little slower when you and I played cause they had just done some work on them. They were much they, faster I mean, the, the week later. The course was in such phenomenal shape. You got to grow it out a little bit so that you can shave them down for the right yeah. speed for the tournament. Yeah. So I, I understand that, but I mean, Overall, the course is in phenomenal shape. Yeah, it's just a course where, like, when you go, you're not going to be, like, jaw-dropping, like, whoa, this hole here is the most beautiful hole I've ever seen in my life. But, like, you stand on the tee box and just, like, love the you love the history of the tournament, all the yes. great players that stood on that same spot as you and, like, all the historic shots. And it was really kind of eerie, though, to stand on 13, the, the famous par 3 on the back, and not have That's any what I was going to say. Yeah, it was no just creatures. It I so I, again, I've only been for the tournament. I did not recognize the hole. Yeah. I was trying to figure out what is going on here. I've never seen this without the grandstands. And I tell you, I kid you not, I took a video of it. Um mostly cuz, you know, that was a good hole for me. Uh but but I 
I was looking at it, I was like, this is such a beautiful hole. And that's one thing that I'm really excited about for the fans who are going to watch the tournament this week is they're going to see a course they've never seen before. They're going to get to experience it for all its beauty and, and what it is like if they were out there actually playing it. And I think that's going to be really unique. You know, Rom brought up on the podcast a couple weeks ago when we were chatting with him about on 17, the year Spieth won. Um, how it bounces into the grandstand, he gets a free job, tips it in for birdie, right? We played 17, and no joke, the the elevation change behind that green, the runoff, where if it when it flew over, it hits on that hill, that ball's 50 yards back. He wasn't kidding about that. Yeah. And in my head, I was like, okay, like what ball is going 50 yards, honestly? It would have, because it would have yeah. kept going, uh, you know, all the way back over to whatever it is, 16, 15, 14. And, and he would, there's no up and down. There is absolutely the way the green slopes there. When you watch the tournament, watch the back of 17, the way that the green slopes coming back from over it, there is no stopping at all. It, it's going to be a different tournament. And I couldn't be more excited to see what that's going to look like for players who are used to having the benefit of grandstands and hey, you're not going to be as aggressive I, you know i couldn't really paint a picture in my head exactly what john was saying but playing it i was like wow and to go over that green i mean you've got trees you've got just everything and i think there's a tv tower even over there now too that you'd have to hit around or over it's just it, it it's going to change it quite a bit it'll be interesting to see um you know how these guys play but listen i don't care if the winning score is even par, like I'm just excited to see competition. I'm excited to see these guys out there. Give me something to look forward to this weekend, something to meme about. It's going to be exciting, man. I'm, I'm, I'm fired up. I, the one thing that I'm really curious to see, you know, I've saw some videos surface of just the coronavirus testing. Um, mm-hmm. The caddy network posted uh, Kyle peppers. I think is who it was that got tested innate through nasal, like, um, like a Q-tip and looked very painful. Um, that, that sounds terrible. Yeah. I was like, Ooh, but I'm really curious. And one of my good friends uh, that actually is a member at colonial, he's, he's on um, player credential duty this week and was just like, man, like we were all just joking, but who's going to be the guy who tells Phil Mickelson that he tested positive on Saturday and sends him home. You know, like they're like, what if something like that happens, you know? And, it, I thought you know, just for clarification, Phil Mickelson did not test positive. This no, is, no, I'm saying like hypothetical. <laughs> okay, I like, was like, what? No, 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 like hypothetical. Like someone makes the cut and then they test positive and they're like, hey, you got to leave. Or, you um, know what I mean? Like it's just, it's crazy, but that's just what you have to do. You have to be safe. You have to make sure everybody's safety is first. Um, no doubt. But man, it's, it's, I'm really curious to see how this unfolds. I mean, this is new to everybody. The tour is not going to be a lot players. of guys that, and Joe T. Garcia's this week. I would bet. No, that. I mean, I'd hope that the players are smart. Um, and it sounds like they're all going to be staying at the same place. It sounds like, you know, I think they're all going to be doing their part. And listen, I think they're hungry to get back to competition. They're hungry to start earning paychecks. And so I think they're going to be really smart. Um, I mean, part of me has been like, man, I want to go hit up so-and-so or so-and-so to go grab a, a, a drink or yeah. you know, grab some food. And like, Selfish part of me wants to do that because it'd be fun to catch up. But the second part of that, I'm like, uh, I don't think that's right for me to like what bring if? them out into an yeah. environment. Yeah. So I don't want to be the guy that was with them when they got COVID-19 or something, you know? So bring, bring your hazmat suit. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I'm fired up. It's going to be interesting. So it sounds like we're either going to have a John Rom 
uh, champion or Patrick Reed champion. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, but man, I honestly, I, there's so many people in that field. It'd be great to see when now repeating, you know, Rory coming out and winning Bryson coming out winning. I mean, there's just so many good players out there. That'd be fun to see. So it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I mean, the, the, the next pairing that you have, I mean, I'm trying to remember they obviously that you've got Justin, you've got Jordan and you've got um, Ricky playing together. Which is Wait, are you be... talking about the meme of the year so far? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> spring break, spring break, two K sixteen is back, baby. Dude, I okay. So here's the thing, Joe. I've been waiting. Like I figured there would there would be a featured group of smile, like not smile, of Jordan, Ricky, and Justin at some point. So I'm like <clears throat> waiting and waiting and waiting, and then I see this, and I was like, okay, here we go. And I'm actually on a plane heading back to Texas. And I just start going to town on Photoshop and putting this thing together. And the only person I could find that's a scorekeeper was this female at the players championship. And I was like, all right, I got to go. Let's do it. So I like <laughs> cut her out and put Smiley's face on it and stuff. And <clears throat> man, it, listen, again, I'm not trying to like hate on the dude, but it's just, it's just <laughs> funny. It is. But um, that is not where I was going with that. But if you have, I mean, I'd have name. to say that all of them in that group have to see that post and put a smile on their face a little bit. I mean, it's like SBK 20, dude. We're back. We're in Fort Worth. It's going to be great. We got Smiley keeping score. No, but for real, that, that, I think that group's going to be awesome. I mean, Ricky's had his ups and downs at that event. Jordan's won. Justin is playing great. You know, I think I wouldn't be surprised if he came out and won. He's going to have a great year. You picked him to to win a major. That's going to be a phenomenal group. Sure. And there's so many other groups that are just money. You know, it's it, there's so many good players in that field, top to bottom. So it's. I mean, be- you, you you mentioned Bryson would was out there and would be fun to come in and see. That's that's who I think your heart is cheering for. He's with Rose and Dustin Johnson. I mean, Justin yeah. Rose, Dustin Johnson, Bryson and Shambo. That's a pairing. And yeah. then even Kevin, Kevin, who we're going to speak in just a few minutes, is playing with Phil Mickelson in last year's U.S. Open champion, Gary Woodland. Yeah. Those are, those are I mean, and, and all of them are going to be like that because it's a phenomenal field. And WGC is exactly the way to describe it. It feels like a WGC. It feels yeah. like the stars are aligning and everybody is coming out because they are so excited to be back on a golf course. Well, and I think the big thing to note here before we move over to the, the out of bounds segment is just that this is huge in the sense that the season is so condensed and we've talked to a couple of pros in Pat Perez. We've talked about with, with Kevin Na and uh, John Rahm, like at the end of the day, you know, these players, whoever can catch fire, you know, early on in the season, I mean, there, there's a huge benefit there. You know, you've got huge. FedEx cut points, you've got Ryder cut points, you know, you get to get into these majors and stuff and the majors are stacked. So it's at the end of the day, if, if you get on fire and you're swinging great, I mean, you could win a lot. So you're, we're literally talking about a scenario in which somebody catches fire and literally gets to go right into FedEx cup. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's amazing. Like, but this, this will be the most unique year of golf and it's going to start right here in Texas at the colonial. And I can't wait to see who's going to bring the heat. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's move on to Out of Bounds real quick. Four! We had a lot of success with an original uh, series that we put on last year called On the Tee, and uh, it was also sponsored by Miz and Main. Thanks to all their support and, and everything they've done. 
but we had a lot of success. I mean, the, the objective behind that series was to bring pro golfers, caddies, celebrities, and just other athletes who just love golf together and just ask some fun, playful questions, get them to showcase like their personality, who they are and had a lot of fun. Um, and so thinking about, you know, more series to launch for 2020, uh, which we are going to bring back on the tee this later this year. But when it comes to um, other series, you know, we thought, hey, caddies have so many great stories that are untold. <clears throat> you hear from the players, um, you know, when you hear from the caddies, it's very seldom. It's, it's just small snippets. But when you're on the course, if you hire a caddy, if you've been around these caddies on the PGA Tour, I mean, these are some of the funniest, just almost hilarious guys that have so many just countless stories that have just been untold. Right. So, you know, we're like, listen, let's bring this, let's bring this series on called on the bag. We're working in conjunction with the caddy network. So we're getting, you know, the best of the best caddies out there. It's also going to be sponsored by Mizzen and Maine. You know, we're fired up. We're going to be asking some caddy specific questions. We're going to be asking some uh, questions around their personality and their career and just who they are. And we're going to be launching that this week as well. And we're going to be um, launching it first episode with Brett Waldman, who's on the bag for Kevin Chappell. Uh, great dude. He's here local in Dallas. I was just texting back and forth him the other day. He was out at Bridalwood, and I think he shot a 61. I mean, the dude is a stick. So Did he get a sponsor invited to Colonial? <laughs> you think, Jeez. right? I mean, so he's a player. I mean, he, he didn't quite make it on tour, believe it or not. I mean, that's what's crazy. These guys are that good and, and haven't quite made it. But, you know, he's on the bag. He's been on the bag for a lot of players. Uh, he was with Zach Johnson, Charlie Hoffman, and a few other guys. But he's with Kevin Chapel currently. Just overall, you know, great dude. So we're going to launch the series with him. I'm just excited. I mean, overall, caddies are just awesome people, man. They've got so many great stories. So we're hoping the PGA Memes platform through – the caddy network and the help of Miz and the man, we can bring that to life and showcase, showcase some of these personalities, you know, to our audience, just have some fun with it. Dude, I'm excited. I mean, some of my favorite conversations have been with caddies and just hearing the stories. And that's, that's one thing that's really unique that, you know, what you're going to see in this series and I'm excited for is a lot of the, just as you mentioned, um, caddies have worked with several different players and then even more so they've walked alongside of even more players right and the stories that you're going to hear from inside the ropes from practice rounds from you know being at augusta and getting to see all the unique things that they've been able to see it's going to be amazing i i can't i can't wait to see it i know we've got some great guests teed up i'm hoping our guy kenny harms is going to be on the series um you know I, i've got a lot of questions for him uh, and then, and then one of my all-time favorite caddies, Kip Henley, is uh, you know the the stories that guy has to tell. I, <laughs> Endless. We he might have to have his own series just transparently. <laughs> but it's gonna be it's gonna be such a unique perspective. You know, we talk about the match a couple weeks ago with with Tiger and Phil and um, those guys. You know, imagine getting the inside look the same way you did into the conversations, the trash talk and everything that was going on there. Imagine getting to hear the stories of those conversations, the interactions, the trash talk, the things that go on inside the ropes from the caddies. I can't wait. I think it's a phenomenal initiative. And I think you're going to learn a lot about the profession that you probably didn't realize as just an everyday fan of the game. No, for sure. And, you know, just this episode with Brett, I kind of finished up some of the 
the the editing of it today and, and send it over. You know, there's some incredible stories there. You know, one of the questions we ask these guys is what's your biggest oh shit moment on the bag? And you know, all these guys probably have a ton of them, right? And oh yeah. It's just interesting to hear, you know, sometimes what they would say is something you would never even realize happened, you know, and Mm -hmm. I've got to hear a couple so far and just hearing Brett's example, it kind of cost them the tournament, you know, and it's not solely on the caddy. Sometimes it's the player and the caddy come together. And if, you know, listen, if you agree with the caddy or the caddy agrees with the player and it's, there's a lot of feel, there's a lot of emotion involved in these decisions, you're in it together. It's a team, you know? Yeah. And, but, you know, the experience that he shared cost them a tournament, you know, and, and it's, it's Man, crazy. I can't, I, I have not heard it yet. And I can't, yeah. um, <clears throat> it's, it's I'm going to need you to send it to me early. Yeah. And there's a lot of money involved in this, a lot of points. There's a lot of stuff that that's goes behind the scenes with this. Right. So, you yeah. know, it's going to be interesting to hear, you know, some of these guys' takes and just get to know them, you know, and, and listen, some of these guys that are on the series, you may have never even heard of before. I mean, some of them, yeah. I personally didn't know who they were or their name. You know, you see their face and you're like, oh, I recognize that guy or I know them because they carry the bag for this guy or whatever. But, you know, to get to know them on more of a personal level and hear the stories of what got them to that position or, you know, what they call them, you know, behind the scenes, what their nicknames are, what their biggest oh shit moment is or <laughs> you know, just all that stuff. Like, it's just fun because now, like when you're watching the golf tournament or you're at a golf tournament you know, these people have now been humanized and you can actually kind of enjoy being around them and kind of root for them, pull for them. And I think as a golf enthusiast to someone who follows, you know, the page just cause they love golf. I hope you enjoy this because, you know, yeah, it's not your, you know, influencer girl who's, you know, beautiful and sexy. It's not your celebrity that loves golf. This is, you know, these are caddies. These are blue collar guys that carry a bag around, walk, you know, thousands of miles every year, you know, they're chewing tobacco, smoking cigarettes. They're, you know, they're just, and they've got the funniest stories you could ever possibly imagine out there. And they're just, and they're all sticks though. I mean, a lot of these guys play to a scratch handicap, Yeah, you know, and one of the questions we ask on this that I think is always fun to hear the answer. It's been pretty common though theme. So there's some guys that are out there who are really, really good is, Hey, if you played in a tournament, for every nine holes, you alternate player and caddy of who's playing the ball, uh, who would win that tournament. Oh, and it's that's interesting, interesting to see. Yeah, it's interesting to see and what people say because, you know, there's going to be the caddies that are like, well, I got to go with myself, right? Like, I got to pick myself with that mentality. But there's been pretty common themes of who people have, have said their answer. And uh, so you get to see who the sticks are out there. And, you know, it's interesting to see. So I'm excited to get it launched. We'll have it going later this week and we'll start with Brett. We have a really good lineup ahead of us. And thanks to the caddy network for helping piece this together to make it easy for us and get the best caddies possible to answer some great questions and have some fun. Absolutely. And Travis, I don't know. I don't know that you know this. Do you know that I've caddied in events before four times? Did you, who'd you caddy for? George Bryant. Really? Okay. Yeah. So if so I, I asked George to rate your caddy, uh, you know, experience, what, what would he say? You think he'd give you good, uh, good reviews? Yes. Really? Successfully made it through Q school together. Um, and, and then, uh, web.com event. Uh, first I negotiated his sponsorship exemption or sponsors exemption into the tournament. And then I 
acted as caddy uh, while playing in the tournament. Wow, that's <laughs> and, amazing. And we made, that's probably we made the, the cut. first and only time that's ever happened. And, and we made the cut. Wow. I'm quite proud of it. I'm that's quite amazing. proud of it. So, so I think I, you know, I, and I will tell you one time we did a Monday qualifier together and, uh, this, this is my moment. I, uh, I don't remember exactly how it happened, but his water bottle like tipped over on the side of the grass, right? As he is at the top of his backswing and the like ice inside of it went <laughs> right there, top of the backswing and he hits his ball. I think it went fine, but he looks over at me. And I didn't know what to say, so I just told him, one me, it was a win. <laughs> Which I, it wasn't. It was me. But right. it was an accident. So, you know. Um, Is this your first still, confession of that being not you? Yeah, Is that's the, my okay. moment. That's my moment. We shot 63 right. in, in the Monday qualifier and missed it by one. So I don't, you know, I don't feel it. Three putt on a par five. Okay. Three putt on a okay. par five did it to us. So it's on George. So, all right. All right. No, I just, it's just one of those things where it's like, you, if you're, that's, I, I'd love to hear some takes from some caddies who have been through Monday qualifiers or things like that, if they have been, because the Monday qualifier story is the most unbelievable story to me. I would have never in a million years thought we're going to shoot 63 and not get in, at least oh, get yeah. into a playoff. That's wild. That's insane. So. I didn't know that about you. That's that's cool. That's fun to hear that. I I've had one caddy experience at a high level, and it was at the Waste Management Pro Am for uh, our friend John, who's oh, yeah. an executive at Sprint, I guess now T Mobile, and I lost his seven iron. So <laughs> I have that going for me, and I still hear about that every day. He's like, he's like, hey man, I, I shot a seventy six today at Bridalwood or you know at Tribute. I probably would have broke par if I had my seven iron. You know, just. <laughs> He's replaced it obviously probably three times since then, but yeah, I, that was my uh, time to shine as a caddy and uh, lost his seven iron. So good for see, me. and I don't, I don't feel bad at all for for what went on with with George because George caddied for Wesley uh, on the PGA Tour and Web.com. I'm sorry, on the Web.com Tour, um, it, it, the year that he got the sponsors exemption, and our, in a tournament that Wesley won, the first tournament Wesley won on the Web.com. Uh, George takes the driver and can't get it to go down in the bag and just like shoves it down in the bag really hard. Oh, he scratched it, right? Shoot straight up into the the head cover and scratch right across. Big old scratch right across mid tournament round. And oof, that that was a oh boy. Like, That's funny. So he was he was actually on the on the T series and he he said that uh in yep. one of his answers and i was like oh man i can't it was funny how he said it too because Wes was like oh it can't be too bad and then he looks at it the next hole and it was just right down the middle and hey there's some drivers the that the are designed. i can hear the argument i can hear outside the ropes i can hear the argument that's happening inside the ropes oh. while they're walking up the fairway about that's uh, not good it was <laughs> that's not good that's not good Hey, he went on to win, so maybe it was the good luck piece, you know? <clears throat> hey, hopefully he kept that driver in the bag. Well, hey, we're really excited to be joined by Mr. Walkett in himself, the returning <sighs> champion of the Charles Schwab Challenge, Mr. Kevin Na. We're super excited to be joined by Kevin and ask him some questions about the event last year. Can't wait. And I'm about tell giving him that, that car you... away. You know, I, I'm that, that 73 Challenger, just giving it away to Kenny Harms. We want to hear the story behind that and just yep. – what his expectations is coming into this week. 
Well, and I'm going to tell him, I'm going to tell him that you tried to walk it in uh, multiple times on the course and it, uh, <laughs> it wasn't even working on the three footers. I don't think so. Yeah, no, I was walking in before I even like looked at the line. I was just like, all right, let's do this. I want to be like Kevin. I want to be like Kevin. Now. So, all right, Kevin's waiting for us to the 19th hole. Let's go check it out and, and catch up with our boy. All right, we're joined by the man, the walk-in legend himself, Kevin Na. How's it going, man? Good, Travis. How you doing? Doing pretty good. You're a little stir-crazy staying in the house, but things are starting to open up, and we're anxious to get the season back and going here in Texas. So I'm sure you're uh, anxious to get back here and defend your title here at Colonial, correct? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, I've had some some time off, and this is, you know, by the time we tee it up in Colonial, if it does happen, um, it's going to be three months off. And this is, you know – but without without being hurt, this is the longest time I've I haven't played competition golf, and um, I took good six weeks off without touching a club. Um, you know, the golf course was closed too, and in the beginning it was open. I did I took some time off, and then it was closed. It, it was a weird feeling. I mean, to sit at home, have no no tournament golf on TV, uh, nobody's playing, and it, it felt like it was a different world. I mean, I was definitely felt like I was out of a job. And I was like, oh, boy, <laughs> this is this is the only thing I can do. We really need to play golf tournament. I bet. I mean, obviously, that's the same longest time you've taken off barring, you know, injury. I mean, do you think that's going to bode well for your game? Or do you think it will be kind of good to take that time off and then recharge your batteries? Or are you a little worried about what it's going to be like out there the first couple tournaments? Well, mentally, it's got to help me because I'm going to be fresh and I'm going to be excited to play. And that's really important. But golf game-wise, I'm definitely going to be rusty. Um, I'm going to practice quite a bit leading into the tournament um i'm gonna you know my practice schedule is going to be a lot more intense than than what it is now which which is almost nothing right now <laughs> but um there, even though you practice because you're you haven't played competitive golf you're definitely going to be rusty and it's going to be like that for everybody and so the best way to you know fix that is i'm going to probably play some uh, you know a little little game here and there invite the guys in vegas uh guys in vegas we're going to get together play a little money game here and there um and that 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 will help me get a little bit into the tournament mode well i mean you saw me play i came down and played in vegas with you i mean if you need me to come up you know and help you with your competitive you know nature i know i can probably challenge you a little bit right so yeah it'll definitely help my boost my confidence <laughs> there you go <laughs> <laughs> so what exactly have you been doing during your time off with golf? I mean, what, like have you been driving the wife crazy? I mean, what have you been up to? Yeah, I think she really liked it, like me being at home. And then now it's like, uh, you, when are you got to go play? <laughs> uh, Sophia likes it that I'm, my daughter likes that I'm home. We've, we've been, uh, we've been helping her with her alphabet. She's three and a half. So she's learned the alphabet right now. So I've been helping her with that a little bit. I've been helping um, uh, with my younger one, uh, Leo. So I've been helping around the house, cooking a little bit here and there. So trying to keep myself busy. But, um, you know, it seems like I'm trying to find things to do, but there really isn't things, things to do. So just been, just been a little bored. Been watching a lot of TV, a lot of Netflix. Any shows that you've enjoyed more than any on Netflix over uh, the past couple months? So it seems like I've been – I watched the movies here and there. There were some movies that I can remember that I enjoyed watching. But – I've been watching a lot of, a lot of, uh, I've been catching up on some of this Korean drama. So the Korean drama is like, is really popular in Asia, not only in Korea, in Asia. And they have English subtitles if you need it. And there's been some good ones. And, um, and some of them that's been in the past, it's not so good. It just, I just watched it to kill time. 
but um, I've been watching a lot of that and um, there's no sports on, so I don't want to watch the rerun of everything. <laughs> Did you tune in yesterday to watch the, uh, the driving for relief thing with the TaylorMade guys? I did. I watched about four or five holes, and then I had to go through, go to in and out drive through. So that was more important. <laughs> than... <laughs> it might have been more entertaining too. I mean, obviously they raised over five million dollars, which was amazing, but it was mm-hmm. uh, it was really hard to watch. You know, just it was just a different feel, and the guys being mic'd up weren't really that talkative. So it was a little bit more mm-hmm. dry than maybe you would like to see. But I guess at the end of the day, they they raised the money, and that's what the whole event was for. So that was great. You know, I mean, they raised over $5 million, so it was definitely a win. But um, I agree. I mean, these guys are not used to being mic'd up. Um, I mean, it's it's different for them, you know. And, and there was no crowd. And I think it, without fans, the atmosphere that the crowd gives and it provides, it's not the same. And these guys don't probably get as pumped up or as, as excited without the fans. And I think that might have been one of the reasons. Um, um, in the beginning, there was like, I, I saw that like the first few holes, it looked like guys were definitely rusty. Um, but, but then I, I guess, you know, I saw, I came back and watched the last hole and they showed how many birdies they made. I guess they, they kind of got warmed up and made more birdies. Yeah. Ricky caught fire there for a minute and they still ended up losing there at the end. So no, it was good. I mean, I'm excited to see, you know, the, the match this weekend too. I think that will be fun it's always you know yeah good to see tiger on tv right yeah and you know phil's gonna be have some have some comments when he plays and <laughs> it'll be fun <laughs> to watch he, 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 he likes to talk trash are there are there a lot of guys on the tour that that are big trash talkers i mean is that a is that a common thing oh oh yeah oh yeah i mean there's i mean everybody's different but i mean obviously pat perez being one of the biggest trash talkers uh <laughs> non-stop uh Patrick Reed likes to talk trash. Some some people listen, some people don't. <laughs> uh, Phil, <laughs> Phil, Phil's a good trash talker. And you know what? Matt Kuchar is a really good trash talker, too. Really? Kuch is? Okay. No yeah, Kuch, 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 Kuch likes to talk trash. He, he'll, give, he'll give Phil crap, too. And, and um, it, it's fun. It's fun to listen to them. And, um, and Phil obviously can back up whatever, whatever trash talk it is. And, and I talked about sure. to Phil about talking trash to Tiger. He goes, yeah, you know, I'll talk trash to Tiger. But when, when the guy's number one in the world, he's a, one of the best that's ever lived, it's kind of hard to talk trash to him a lot. You know? <laughs> uh, I'll talk trash about, you know, my, my million-dollar win in Vegas or, you know, me going head-to-head and beating him a couple times. But his, his comeback line is always, hey, Phil, big picture, big picture. And in, in the, <laughs> over the course of his career, he goes, he'll admit it. Because Tiger's got the best of me. Yeah, there's not very many people out there that can say they got more than Tiger, right? So I guess one guy probably could when it comes to golf. But why Yang? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he had one, he had one chance and he took it. So yeah, hey man, hats off to him, dude, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I always joke that if if I ever if I ever get paired in a final group with Tiger in a major championship. I walk on the first tee. I'm going to shake his hand, and I'm, my 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 introduction is going to, "Hey, Tiger, I'm Y Yang." If that doesn't or make him out sm- my backpack, back panel name with Y Yang on it or something, <laughs> or put a picture of little little bobblehead on him or something, something like that, just to, to throw him off. If that doesn't make him laugh. I don't know what would, dude. That would be hilarious. Uh, <laughs> so dude leading up to colonial i mean like obviously you've you've won several times on tour uh 
what's it what's it like defending your title going through the midst of all this i think you'd like to be going into it with a different mindset of playing more um you know and being kind of in your rhythm but with the long layoff that you've had i mean what's the mindset Mm -hmm. and expectation going into defend your title uh at the colonial the the downside of you know the first tournament back me being the defending champion is i'm gonna be rusty um i don't know what to expect i have no no idea where my game is at so that's kind of the downside of it but but the upside of it is you know everybody's excited about watching colonial everybody's can't wait till have the first tournament back and me being the defending champion it's nice because you know it, all this talk about colonial the tournament it's good for the tournament it's good for me Oh, the upside is I'm the defending champion of the first tournament, the, the probably the best TV rating Colonial is ever going to uh, Charles Schwab challenge is ever going to get. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's going to be all eyes on this tournament. That's for sure. I mean, everyone's excited to to mm-hmm. get golf back, and I mean, looks like there's a lot more you know bigger names too that um, haven't been there in the last few years that are going to be joining. Everyone's just itching to get back into competition, and it's going to be awesome. We're excited about it. So hopefully, everything just stays the course. Joe and I are both in Texas, and Things are going oh, good okay. here, so hopefully it just stays stays that way, and we should be on schedule for you guys to see it up. Yeah, I mean the tour is uh, taking every precaution possible. Um, I know most of us are pretty young and uh, and healthy, and and it's not likely to be fatal if we do get it. But at the same time, we still need to be careful of you know the the, the low percentage. It's a low percentage, but we still need to be careful because if all all it takes is one person to get severely sick or or even I hate to even say it, 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 it could be fatal. So we really need to be careful and, and they're going, they're taking the right steps and precautions to be, to have this thing perfect. It's crazy times that we're in right now. It's nuts to see all the different stuff that they've been releasing. And, but I agree. I think they're taking all the steps necessary and hopefully you guys feel safe when you're there and, you know, it's going to suck not having fans there for sure. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think us as fans are just going to be excited to just have you guys out there competing and watching that on TV. I mean, we're, like you said earlier, sports aren't on TV and everyone's dying to watch anything. So it's going to be great. No fans is going to be a, a big bummer. Um, and then no family. Um, we're, we're working on coaches being there and physio, physical therapists and trainers being there. But they're trying to keep everything minimal. Well, I, I'm curious, after last year's win, um, there was a pretty unique prize that was given away uh, in the form of a 1973 Dodge Challenger, I think, if I'm correct on that. <laughs> And you ended yeah. up giving that car to your caddy, Kenny Harms. Uh, what, yeah. how, how exactly did that whole thought process come about to like, hey, I'm going to give this to Kenny. And, and what do you think that means in terms of, you know, all of y- y'all's long-term relationship that you guys have had? So, you know, right now, Kenny and I have been, uh, we've been a team for 11 years. He's been caddy for me 11 years, at the time 10. And um, we all knew that leading up to the tournament that the winner – of the tournament will receive the 1973 Dodge Challenger that's totally been, um, you know, rebuilt. And it was an awesome looking car. And on Tuesday, we were playing a practice round and we started on 10. And the car is literally 50 the tee off on the right and everybody can see it. And uh, we were getting practice ready for a practice round. I was playing with Anon and Sung Jm, And Kenny looks over at the car and he goes, hey, Kev, he goes, because when you win this week, can you give me the car? I kind of looked at him like, what? He goes, yeah, when you win this week, I think that car will look great on me. Not so much on you. <laughs> so I want you, I, can I, I want you to give it to me. And I looked at him and said, what's the car worth? He got like about a hundred, 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 hundred thousand. He's like, yeah, probably somewhere around there. 
Uh, I said, and I kind of thought about it. And I said, you know what? If, if I do win, why not? I'll give it to you. He goes, no, he goes, he goes, no, no, no. Not if, when you win. <laughs> so, <Nice>. whatever. <laughs> so we're playing That's this awesome. practice round. I am hitting it everywhere. I mean, it's going left and right. And I mean, it was an ugly practice round. And my coach, Drew Steckel, and he was walking, walking with me. And he, we started working on the little things in the backswing. And we, we started kind of, it started coming in together. And by the last couple holes, I, was, I felt pretty good about, about my game. I was hitting it a lot better. And it, it was, I was a different guy versus the guy who started on, you know, the first hole. And, um, and then, sure enough, by the time when the tournament teed off, I felt really good about my game. And the first day was really windy. Uh, both actually first two rounds, both was windy in the afternoon. I had the afternoon round first day. I made a couple birdies coming in to shoot even par, which was a good score. And then Friday morning when it was light winds, I shot 62 and, um, got me in contention. Yep. And then, and then I went on to win the tournament. And then I remember sitting, sitting in my hotel room Saturday morning. I'm going, I don't know. I'm sorry. Sunday morning. I'm thinking, and I really had a good feeling that I was going to win the tournament. I, had, I think I had a two shot lead going in, going in the final round. I was like, God dang it, I, I actually got to really give him this car. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I actually I, I have a toy car that looks identical. If you guys want to see it. Yeah, I yes. do actually. Yes. Give, me a, give me a second. <laughs> All right, here it is. So they put this in our locker. In oh, everybody's that's awesome. locker uh, before the week started. And Sophia wanted to play with this and she wanted it. And I, I said no. That's that. He's don't touch it. <laughs> already had to give the other this one is, away. This, this is, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I already had to give the other one away. This is what it looks like. That's awesome. It's, amazing. it's an amazing well, you, car. You know, both of you got a car in the long run, right? I mean, it's... well, the the caddy did win um, a one year lease to a Lexus, and and Kenny was nice enough to give give me that lease, and I gave it to my parents. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We were just talking before this. Um, Bryce Butler is down there with Joe down in San Antonio. And uh, he's like, hey, make sure to mention something to Kevin about his 10-year challenge. And we were going back through your Instagram. And I have to say, mm -hmm. that is probably the most ultimate flex ever on a 10-year challenge is you and your cars, <laughs> right. dude. I, I don't know how I missed that post, but I was like, holy cow. I'm like, I think he's doing just fine giving that car to Kenny. Uh, we're good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've won two cars in my life. So obviously the Charles Schwab challenge, by the way, the, the tax paper that I had to sign, Kenny paid the tax on it, but it was well over $200,000 that car. Wow. Yes. Really? Yes. Dang. Okay. Yes. They put, so, um, Charles Schwab was telling me this and him and the guy who, who, who built the car, uh, Mike stroke, stroke, uh, what, uh, I think it's his name. He's one of like the, one of the best in the business and they spent over $300,000, uh, rebuilding that car, but he can't wow. get, they can't get all that money or whatever that, you know, even though they put that much money in, they're thinking the car's worth around 200 plus. Wow. I mean, I saw, uh, the, then, I saw the car on the course. It was phenomenal. I mean, that car was nuts. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. And then the, I won another car in Malaysia making a hole in one. I won a Beamer 750 and I gave that to my parents. So I've won two cars in my life and I kept none for myself. <laughs> Man, it's, start, it's time to start thinking about yourself here. Yeah, you know? Kevin Knott, uh, the, the, next, the, next the king of generosity. <laughs> the next car is Kevin's. But the, yeah, but the yeah the ten year the ten year challenge was pretty cool. Um, uh, growing up, my my dream car was a was a Lamborghini. I always wanted a Lamborghini, and 
that was kind of my thing. And when I turned 25, I bought a, a yellow Lamborghini Gallardo and I kept it for five or six years. Um, I, I didn't drive it much because I was always on the road. Uh, my brother who used to live in California at the time, um, or, you know, and he went to UNLV. So he was in Vegas and California back and forth and he, he would drive it and he would, um, you know, he's like, oh, you know, I'll drive it on the weekends for you to, you know, keep the car running, doing you a favor. Anytime, anytime you need me to do you a favor, I'm happy to do it. <laughs> and then, and then a couple of years, uh, was a couple of years ago, I was sitting at home and I was like, ah. you know, I was looking for actually a new SUV and I, and I was looking through the internet, what to buy. And I was like, you know what, honey, I was like, let's just keep our SUV for another year. I'm going to buy something else. She's like, what do you want? <laughs> She's like, oh, I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy another Lamborghini. I've always, you know, I didn't think I was going to want another one, but I kind of want another one. So I, I, I bought a, a dark gray, um, Lamborghini Huracan. So Man. I actually, and I thought about it, I had to dig up my old uh, yellow Lamborghini picture because I, I really didn't have any pictures. So I really yeah. had to dig it up and I found one. And uh, I was like, and at the time, kind of the 10 year challenge was kind of going on. I was like, huh, this kind of will be a cool 10 year challenge. <laughs> it was, man. It was that the was ultimate awesome. flex. You got to bring back flex. the haircut from 29th to 2009. That haircut's so ugly. My wife cut my hair yesterday, by the way. Nice little quarantine yeah. cut. Yeah. Last month, she cut my hair. She did a really good job. And this uh, yesterday, I was like, honey, I'm going to cut my own hair. She's like, honey. I'll give me a couple of days. I'll cut your hair. Just I, I'm we're busy with the kids. Just just give me. A, I was like, no, no, no. I can do it. So I took a clipper and I, I, I and I went. I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, I was like, honey, I need, honey, I, I can't do this on my own. Can you help me? So she fixed she fixed it up. So it's a little it bit shorter good. here, that, but but she did a good job. She's pretty good. She at did it. she yeah. did better than what Jenna did on Brooks's hair. That's for oh sure. yeah, that's that was terrible. <laughs> that was bad. I like yeah. was joking around and. uh was mimicking Brooks's haircut. So I cut my own hair. I, I buzzed up the sides and I made a bowl cut and then I ended up, uh, I have a buzz cut. <laughs> Not I think, cool. Travis, yeah. I think, I think the world deserves to see the Instagram photo of that at some point. Oh, we keep talking yeah. about it on the podcast. It's, it might be time. Yeah, it wasn't good, but at the end of the day, if I ever could buzz my head and get away with it, it's right now. So I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> so, so, so I wanted to ask you this question. We kind of talked about it a little bit when we were in, in Vegas together, but you won three times over a year and a half span uh, mm -hmm. in 2018, 2019. But you found yourself on the outside looking in on last year's President's Cup. Mm -hmm. uh, I know you wanted it bad. I know you wanted to be on that team. Um, I mean, does that leave you more motivated? Um, <clears throat> what are the emotions, you know, with all that going down? And did Tiger talk to you personally about that decision? Tiger and I exchanged a few texts and um, it was heart crushing um, that I really wanted to be on the team. And it was my dream to always to make a president's cup team or a Ryder cup team. And I, I really felt like I, I was in a, uh, a good position to make the team. Um, you know, I've had three wins in, in, in span of 16 months. Um, I was hurt in the middle where I didn't play. I only played, um, I believe 19 events in the season. Uh, 21 in the, the calendar year. That's um, probably I average about 26 to 27 a year in a season, and um, so I was uh, I kind of gave myself less opportunity to get points, but I did have three wins. So I thought that you know you look at number of wins for for all the guys in the, on the team, and I, I was up right up there. And at the I 
definitely thought I had a chance for a captain's pick. And I talked to him in Japan uh, when he was when he was contending at the Zozo. Um, yeah, I remember talking about for the first round he was leading the tournament. I looked at him and I said, hey, man, you're, you're really trying to get that hard to get that captain's pick, aren't you? <laughs> and he looks at me and goes, yeah, you think he noticed? I go, yeah, I think he noticed. <laughs> um, but uh, And I, I told him, I said, look, and I think this, you know, the golf course we're playing in Australia, is, I think, suits my game. It's a place where you got to really chip and putt, and I can do that. And I try to, you know, kind of push, sell myself to him. And uh, he said, you know, yeah, I'm gonna really consider, you're definitely in the running, I'm going to consider you. But then at the end, he ended up going with some other guys. And, hey, look, I understand. Um, it's no pers- nothing personal. He wanted to have uh, a good team. Um, you know, Patrick Reed was a good pick. Obviously, t- picking himself was a must. Um, he picked uh, Tony Fennell, good pick. Um, and then the last was I thought I was going to be able to get a spot over Ricky Fowler. But, you know, Ricky's a lot more, lot more popular guy than I am. So I think I lost in that popularity contest. Well, I don't know if popularity has anything to do with it. I mean – Patrick Reed's not very popular guy, right? But oh no, 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 no. I, don't, I don't, I don't mean it that way. Uh, look, Ricky Fowler's got a great record, and he's an unbelievable course, player. Yeah. I'm not taking any anything away from him. But what I'm saying is, looking at the record for just for that year, I thought I had a better record. And oh, I sure. think, yeah. I think Tiger was looking for more experience and guys that have been on the team. And I think that was the reason. And I'm half kidding when I say popularity contest. Yeah. <laughs> no, I hear you. No, I see that. I mean, team events is so different, that dynamic, right, of like who brings mm-hmm. what to the to the locker room. I guess for me, hindsight, I know that I beat up Patrick Reed a lot on some of the stuff that I do. But mm-hmm. in hindsight, like as a, as a fan and as a fan of you, I think one thing that kind of bothered me was I thought he Patrick brings that opposite dynamic to the team. And obviously he had a lot of controversy swirling, swirling around him at mm-hmm. that event, which was unforeseen, I think, when he was picked. But, you know, it was like – hey, I know that you'd bring that camaraderie to the team. It's something that you've looked up to and wanting to do for quite some time. And you've brought that play with you for the last couple of years to earn that mm-hmm. spot. So, I mean, it's disappointing as a fan to see, but hopefully that's something you can secure here in the years to come and, and get that opportunity and, and show your worth there. So, and yeah, I, I have no I mean, doubt I did, that you will. I mean, I'm definitely going to get my chance and I, I'm definitely going to make a team. Um, well, I remember one year I had a chance for the Ryder Cup, but, but I, I finished second, second, third, and three events in a row. And it was in the fall. And even though with the wraparound season, they, they don't count that. Even though it's that season, they don't count it. They only count the calendar year. And if you had counted those points, I would have made the team. So I've had a little, um, uh, you know, some bad luck w- when it comes to making a team. But I'm, I'm you know what, you know, uh, go win a major and, and you're going to be on the team. So just the, to, 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 this, to, to, all of the, to answer all of this, play better. You've got it. You've got it there. And and speaking of, of Captain Tiger Woods, one of the things that I'm super interested in is you know probably one of the most popular stories to come out of the the PGA Tour in the past couple of years was you and Tiger on 17 at Sawgrass walking in the putts. You know, I've always walked in putts for forever. You know, I've always you know especially on you know like six seven footers, I'd almost beat it beat it before the ball gets. So I'm waiting for it. my my hand's already there, hovering over the hole. <laughs> And, um, on, you know, I was playing really poorly that day. And I remember the front nine, I was hitting in the trees all day. And, uh, like on the back nine, I finally hit, hit a couple of shots, good shots and get in the fairway. And he tiger looked at me, Hey, Hey, welcome back. <laughs> good to see you again. And, nice. um, we, we, you know, I, and I was trying to, trying to kind of salvage it around. And on 16, I, I, I came off an Eagle and I had the honors on 17. I hit it a really good shot about five, five and a half feet behind a hole. And Tiger gets up there and hits it inside me. It's about three feet right below the hole. 
I looked at him. I said, man, you really had to do that. You really had to hit inside me. And he kind of laughed <laughs> and kind of shared some laugh walking on the green. And, and I was obviously first to putt and I hit this putt and this downhiller and I, you know, barely hit it. And halfway there, I know it's in, I take, and I, same thing I normally do, take a big stride and reach for it and I pick it up as soon as the ball goes in. And, and, you know, the crowd's loving it and they're all, you know, they're, they're cheering and I kind of look over at Tiger and he's just dying laughing. He just, he just, he can't believe what he just saw. <laughs> and um i guess he he, he was he, he it kind of startled him because he thought i was going to pick up the ball before it got to the hole and you've been pretty close um, sometimes yeah I yeah have. <laughs> I, have. I have um and then he's, he's dying there laughing and, I, and i'm laughing and i mean he's got to give me it's like three feet uphill pretty straight and and I, i'm standing behind the green and i i, I had no, no idea that he was going to do this and he he kind of stutter steps one and walks one. And it wasn't the prettiest, but it was funny. And he walks <laughs> one and I, I can't, I just, I was just dying laughing. And the whole crowd just erupts and they're all laughing. There. And, um, and I looked and I said, I can't believe you just did that. He just starts laughing and we just laughed the whole way. It was, it was like no conversation. We just, we, we were just laughing the whole way to the next T box. That was That's awesome. awesome. That was such and a cool moment just to see. Funnier, I just remembered was, right in front of before we walked onto the AT&T there was a guy with a shirt and Tiger I, I was look we were both laughing kind of, and looked at Tiger and Tiger kind of went like this and he sees a mugshot of him and guy wearing a shirt with a mugshot and he's just like <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he looks at he looks at his, uh, Joe, uh, Joey his caddy and he goes did you see that he's like yeah I saw it. and I was like I saw him too <laughs> nice <laughs> that is awesome it sounds like you got a lot of great Tiger stories. You guys have been together for gotten to know each other for a long time over the course of your career, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've always liked to talk to him and, you know, see what, what he's got to say. And, um, you know, I've a, I was a fan growing up, you know. I, you know, I'm a big fan of Tiger and still am. Um, and he's, you know, in, early on when I was younger, he was he was hard to approach, you know. He was mm. – you couldn't even, say, you know, barely say hi to him. But And then he's definitely – definitely a little bit easier to approach and he's 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 always been he's always had a great sense of humor but he's he kind of hides out a little bit when when he's around people that he doesn't know but once you get to know him and you feel he feels a little bit more comfortable he'll crack a lot of jokes and he's he's a fun guy to be around and um i've got to know him more and more in the last couple years and you know got to know him a little uh better where you know i can you know shoot him a text here and there or you know i can you know kind of make I don't, I don't make fun of him, you know, but make some jokes. Like I said at the present, you know, about, you know, him making the presence cup, trying to get a captain's pick playing hard, things yeah. like that. Um, but uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's fun to be around and he's he, for, and fun to watch too. I mean, the, the man and the career he's had, I mean, it's, it's just, it's just incredible that I was able to be there and watch a lot of these stuff. Yeah. This is crazy awesome. to see the comeback he's made for sure. It's, it's exciting. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's made, I mean, there's a lot of people who haven't necessarily seen Tiger in the height of his career winning all those mm -hmm. tournaments. I know they've been putting a lot of this stuff on TV, but there's a lot of fans that are coming into golf that, you know, don't know much yeah. about Tiger's run. And so it's fun to see him back, you know, inching his way back to the top and, and his attitude. I mean, just seeing him do that with you on 17 was really fun to watch. I mean, I, you, just, I, you know, I want to, I want to take some credit in that. I, I feel like after that moment, he's played really good since then. He's won three yeah. times. He's won the Tour Championship. He won the Masters. He won his Zozo. So I want to take a little bit of credit. Like I kind of, kind of broke the ice there a little bit. So you started. I hope the world is the listening. The, the yeah. golf world owes Kevin Na a big thank you. I don't know about owe me anything. <laughs> <laughs>
what are your thoughts on this new schedule, man? That's uh, that's that's out there. I mean, it's real condensed, and yeah. you know, I, I, we have a Ryder Cup this fall and everything. And you've got one major now; it's off the off the table, but everything yeah. else is still there. I mean, a lot. We talked to John Rom last week, and he was talking like, "Well, if someone just gets hot and goes on mm. a run, oh it yeah, be really big for them." I mean, what are your thoughts going into? Is it something that you're are you excited about this? new challenge that's in front of you? Cause I mean, you guys have never seen a schedule quite like this before. Yeah. I think we're going to, um, it's going to be different because we're going to be playing more in a short period of time than we ever have. Even the top guys that, you know, don't play as much are going to have to play more. Um, so like, like John said it right. Uh, if somebody gets hot in that condensed season with the playoffs and the majors, um, and then next season there's six majors on the schedule. So, I mean, if somebody really gets a hot and gets a hot season, I mean, this guy could really, really jump up in the world or have multiple major wins in a season. I mean, you got six shots at a major. Yeah. Um, it's it's definitely going to be different. Um, I think for the golf fans, it's going to be exciting because you're going to have so many big tournaments, you know, back to back or, you know, in, in a short period of time or in three weeks, there's another major. So it's going to be fun to watch. And um, definitely it's something, you, you know, guys are going to have to, adjust their schedule or adjust their body, whatever they have to do to get ready and, and play their best. I mean, are there any, I mean, that's kind of so early to say, but are there any events that you've typically kind of stayed away from that you're looking at now? You're like, okay, I've got to go play this event now. Um, it seems like luckily the scheduling, the first three events that's out is I've always loved those events. Um, obviously I'm defending a Charles Schwab challenge in colonial, um, Hilton Head, I've always, I've always loved playing there. Same with Travelers. Travelers was always a hard one for me because it used to be the opposite of the Korean Open where I have to play, but the Korean Open was canceled. Kolon Korean Open was canceled in uh, in Korea, so I'll be able to play Travelers first time in, in, in a while, and I'm excited to play there. Um, and then um, Wyndham, I, I just, I always loved that place, but it was tough before the playoffs. But I'm gonna play. Um, but it seems like. As of now, I'm playing the first three, taking a week off, and then I'm playing a few in a row. I'm going to be busy. And, and then the fall is going to be difficult because I'm going to have to manage my time coming back from Asia to get ready for the Masters. Because I usually like staying after the Asia swing, after you play, you know, Korea, Japan, China. Sometimes I don't go to China because I don't, I don't want to go there. And then um, I'll come back. We'll come back and, you know, I'll come back to Korea and take a few weeks off. But then I'm going to have to come back early to get ready for the Masters. So it's got to be a little different and masters in the fall. I, I, you know, I have no idea what it's going to be like. Some people are saying, because, you know, it's not too long after the overseas, the fairway is going to be softer. Greens are going to be softer. I'm not sure. Um, but it'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, we're excited. The masters just didn't get canceled uh, in general, but really interesting Absolutely. to see how the course plays and just what it looks like, you know, just look thinking about aiming corner with some foliage, Sounds pretty nice. So I, it's going to be cool. I mean, it's going to be history. And whoever whoever can win that and take home the green jacket, I think, from a November Masters would be pretty special. Have you, what, have if, you, if, if this November Masters goes through this chart and let's say Tiger wins again and the Tiger says, you know what, I think November Masters is better than April Masters, they might look into it. <laughs> making, this, making this an annual thing. Probably. <laughs> have you ever been to Augusta in November? No. I've never been to Augusta uh, outside the Masters Week. Okay, gotcha. I talked to Joey uh, LaCava on a podcast. It wasn't this podcast, but he said that Freddie Couples had been there one time and just 
kind of said what you just said that, you know, it was a, a lot softer fairways. It's going to play a lot longer. Obviously it's a lot colder. So, it, I mean, it's going to be a completely different course. So those who've, you know, maybe had the advantage there or maybe, uh, you know, long history of knowledge of the course, you know, they're, they're not at the same advantage as they've been in the past. So really anyone's weak. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. So one thing I wanted to ask you real quick, Kevin, is, um, you know, you're a guy who back 2011, 2012, you came under some swing thoughts and some issues where you couldn't quite pull the trigger and stuff. And obviously we're under the limelight in a way that you probably didn't want to be in the media and maybe some of the fans. I even read something that you had deleted your Twitter account uh, for a period of time. (laughs) But, you know, you've turned it around, though. I mean, you've won three events since then. You're now like a crowd favorite. I mean, anytime Kevin Nas social media wise or people love to watch you play, you're now known known as the guy who walks in putts, you know, big smile on his face, you know, on the course, the guy giving away the car, you know, winning Charles Schwab challenge to his caddy. I mean, like you're, you're well loved, not only with the players, but the fans, like you're that one guy who's able to really flip the switch and turn that around. And a lot of players are held with this, you know, uh, if if they have this uh, negative connotation about them mm-hmm. for whatever that may be, it's really hard to, to get rid of that. I mean, what, what changed over the years to where you're like, all right, this is what I need to do. And this is who I am now versus what happened back then. And I mean, is it just a combination of a lot of stuff or, or really what is it? Um, I think when, when I, when I was going through that yips and I couldn't take the club back, obviously I was under, uh, you know, the limelight. I was, you know, in, in the biggest, one of the biggest stages of golf, the players championship and lean the golf tournament for, you know, and that's a lot of attention. And, and, you know, yes, at the time I had one win, but I wasn't, you know, I've been on tour for a while. I've had some success, but I wasn't never had that kind of a lead in, in that big an event and to get all that attention and to see kind of be introduced into this, into, into this, into the world of golf, um, in, in this big stage and, and a guy is going through the yips and it's pretty, it's, it's pretty hard to watch. And I mean, I've seen my footage of my the tapes of myself and it's, it, it, it's ugly. I mean, I, I don't want to watch it. And I, I was honest and I was always honest. I told people, look, I'm, I have a huge, I have an issue. I can't take the club back. And I'm, it, believe me, I'm sure it's tough to watch, but it's, it's not easy being in my shoes right now. I hope, I hope you guys understand. And I was pretty open about it and pretty honest about it. And I thought people would understand me, but it, it, they didn't. It was, they, they saw it as slow play. And don't get me wrong, I wasn't the fastest player either, but I was trying everything I can not to get in people's way. But, you know, people saw this as, you know, as this, you know, slow play. This guy's terrible to watch. And it, it kind of hurt. And I had to delete my Twitter account. And I've never had Twitter again after that. And it was hard to watch. And um, I, it, I was... Uh, I was pretty, pretty crushed with, with what happened. And I, I, obviously I got over it, uh, over the yips, over, uh, over the time. And for close to a year, I still had a little bit of that in me and it, it took a while for me to fully recover from, from that yips. I don't know why, what happened. I mean, it's just golf. I mean, you get it. Oh. Uh, you played this game long enough. You're going to get some kind of yips, uh, when one form or another. And usually when people are having yips or, uh, and this kind of issues, they fall off the map and they can't make a cut. You don't really see them on TV. So nobody really knows about it except the players inside the locker room. But I was playing some of my best golf uh, going through this and, and the whole world saw what I was going through. Um, and I, I've got a lot of messages from people that went through, through similar stuff. 
on on my Instagram, and I've tried to help help people and tell them what I did and what I tried, um, from breathing to mind to practice, whatever that might be. I try to help people, and then I found out after all of this, and I got over this that actually a lot of people have gone through what I've got through. Um, whether that was I've had some college players, junior golfers, uh, mini tour players, um, and even uh, a corn tour player reached out to me. Um, so. There's, there's a lot of guys that went through what I went through and it, believe me, it, it's, it's tough, but, um, yeah, but over the time I was just kept being me, you know, kept smiling on TV and, um, and, and, and I started playing better and better and people started, I think people started seeing the real me and over time. And, and then I, I think they started liking my little quirkiness and a little goofy, <laughs> you know, I can be a little goofy on the golf course, but that, that's just my character. And, um, I was just kind of always honest and, I think people started turning around. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I mean, you, you definitely have. I mean, it's it's crazy to see, you know, the 180. And, you know, at the end of the day, no one knows what you're you're going through when that's happening. I mean, especially when you're playing at the highest level. I read you were in an event and in the playoff and you kind of pulled the trigger too quickly just because of what was in your head of trying to speed yeah. up. And that's unfortunate mm-hmm. that something like that's going to affect your ability to play and perform how you know you can. But it's just kind of part of the game, I guess, right? Yeah, it, it is part of the game. And I, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the lighter side of this and I, I'm going to tell you a good joke. So I, I remember go, after going through all this, I was main to players. And by the time we got to the playoffs in September, late August, September, I was playing a practice round with Ben Crane at, at Beth Page and me kind of, we both teed off and then he kind of, you know, say, hey, let's, let's play. And we play and teed off and we're walking down the fairway. He kind of puts his arm around him and he goes, Kev, you're it. <laughs> and in the beginning i had no i had no idea what he was saying i was like what he's like you're it and kenny's just dying laughing and i, and I kind of got it i was like yeah yeah thanks and then i took that same joke to bryson i'm really good friends with bryson and then we, we were partners in shark shootout well yeah. We go out to dinners and I looked at him. I put my arm around it. I said, Bryce, you're it. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep handing the baton over. <laughs> <laughs> Although, yeah, I've, I've improved my play a lot. I mean, yeah. oh, apart from the yips, I've, I've, I've gotten a lot faster too. So you barely give any time for a putt to get into a hole. So, I mean, we're moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you've got, you know, I've I've gotten to know Kenny a little bit as well. Uh, just you uh-huh. know, seeing him around, he might be the fastest caddy I've ever seen. Has he ever yeah, lost a caddy race in his no, life? No, he, he doesn't. <laughs> he won't let that happen. He'll spread. He'll tackle somebody before he lets that happen. And um, <laughs> and when he caddies, um, he's always the first guy to get to the ball. Like he's always ahead of me, stays ahead of me. And if we ever feel like we're before we were even on the clock, if we ever feel like we're out of position, he is, he's always 20, 30 yards ahead of me and he's got the numbers ready to go by the time I get there. That's a good caddy. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yep. No, you guys, you guys have a good dynamic, man. A great team. Well, yeah. if, 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 if you paid him as much as I did, yeah, he, 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 he'd, be, he'd be 50 yards ahead. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's true. I love the viewpoint of like, listen, hey, there are good days and there are bad days and you learn to grow past it. Yeah. I mean, look, I've made 16 on a hole and laughed about it. And, and I'm okay with making fun of myself. I mean, I'm, look, I'm, I know I'm, the, I'm a pretty good golfer and I've won, I've won plenty of times on the tour. Nobody's going to say that, look, they, I mean, I, 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 I'm a hack 
right? So <laughs> true. I mean, and I, I'll make fun of people too. I'll give it to another player, or you know, tease them or whatever, and I can always take it. So, um, I mean, you can't if you can't take it. I mean, it, it's you got to be a little thick skinned out here on the PGA Tour, and I, and I've kind of learned that. Is that a is that a standing record? Is that sixteen or is someone? shot more than that i think um i think since they've kept the record it, it i think it is it is a record on a par four okay hey <laughs> you're, you're in the record, record. <laughs> you're in the record book baby there we go <laughs> that is awesome great, just can, great. I, serious question Ser- serious question I, i'm curious can you name every shot no so i actually blacked out after so after my first shot went in there, I had a, I went back to the tee, hit another one in there, hit the next shot, and it bounces off the tree and hits me in, inside the light. It, it brushes the inside of my leg. I mean, almost took my balls off. Like, <laughs> like this was before I got married. I'm a, I'm not even able to have kids. Uh, I mean, that would have been like the worst case, me going down on the ground. But thankfully, that didn't happen. Yeah. But after that. I don't remember because I, I just I, all I can remember is like, oh my god, this is embarrassing. I need to get out of here. And people yeah. don't realize that on, in those trees there, it's all gravel. Like there's a lot of rocks mm-hmm. under there and it's hard to get a good contact on the ball. That, that's why it was so difficult to get out of the trees. And that golf course, they pushed that right side another 20 to 25 yards wider. It cleared all the trees, all the rocks, and it's just now rough on the right. So mm-hmm. it, it's different than when, when I hit it in there. Gotcha. Wow. That's, that's a crazy story. A, I mean, is, I mean, it was great how you went back though the following year and kind of celebrated that spot. I mean, it's, that's the sense of humor though, that like everyone's grown to know and love from you and like expect from you. So, I mean, that's the only reason why I went back and played that tournament because uh, the tournament director, uh, I believe his name is Larson. He, he convinced me that he goes, come on, can you play? I said, no, I don't want to play. He says, well, I'll let you chase off some trees down. <laughs> I said, I'm done. I'm there. <laughs> Did Easy. it happen? That's how, oh yeah, that's how he convinced me to play the tournament. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. If you, story. yeah, if you, have, Joe, you haven't seen it, you got to go check it out. Just if Kevin going back. There's a whole video. I think the PGA Tour did of it, right? With you. Yeah, yep. it's great. Yep. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm gonna have to go. I haven't seen that one. I'm gonna have to go check that one out for sure. Well, man, we've, awesome. we've appreciated your time and, you know, we look forward to getting you back out on the course and seeing you defend your challenge at the Charles Schwab challenge, but, you know, hopefully see you, uh, win that first major here in 2020. Uh, maybe it's that masters in the fall. That'd be pretty cool to see you don that green jacket tiger, put it on you. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> I can't awesome. wait. I can't wait for the, uh, the term to start. And, um, yeah, like you said, hopefully I can, I can get that major. Well, Kevin, best of luck, man. Glad you're staying safe and healthy and we'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks guys. Thanks for having me on. Kevin is just the best guy. I mean, what what an awesome dude. Amazing story. He's given every single car away that he's ever won. He's won multiple cars on PGA Tour. He's given them all away. Hello. Right, just super fun. Can't wait to see him come back and defend this week. It's going to be great. Seriously, I want to go play a scramble with Kevin Na and be on one of those par threes where you win a car and just be on his team. But, like, before I go, I'm going to do the Kenny Harms. I'm like, hey, dude. You, you don't need this. another car. You've got those Lambos. <laughs> You've got, you know, all that stuff. Dude, hook a brother up, man. Come on. I just run a meme page, you know, let's do this. So <laughs> that's my goal in life. Hopefully I can make that happen. But hey, I'm so excited you got to join us. We caught him kind of, you know, in his downtime. And you know, it was exciting to see just kind of his thoughts going into the tournament. Hope that he plays great. Would love to see him return as champion. And uh just overall, just amazing guy. Got, you know, get got to go play with him in Vegas. 
and was a stand-up host. D- didn't have to hang around afterwards. Could have just bailed. And we stayed around and talked for like an hour and a half at lunch. And he was just genuinely interested in just everything. He was just a good guy. So really honored to have been joined by him and just excited, you know, excited about this week. Really thankful for the Charles Schwab and the PGA Tour for having us out to go play at Colonial. What a great experience that was. Uh, very thankful for that. And, you know, very thankful for our sponsor at Mizzen and Main. So I just wanted to re- remind you guys, if you haven't gone to their website, MizzenandMain.com, their dress shirts are on sale right now for $95. They're normally $125. Just use the code MainMain. Go check it out. Get you some. Trust me. It's, it, it, it's the best. Only way to say it. All right, Joe. All right, we'll take, take it easy. We're going to enjoy this week. Hopefully you guys do. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the pod. We appreciate the support. Thanks, everybody. That's right. Bye-bye.